0: Now it's time for Measure Twice on News Talk 953 Michigan's News Channel. Here's your hosts, Chris Kramer, Joel Graber, and Casey Hendrickson.
1: Thank you for tuning in to measure twice, where we help you envision your home's potential here on 95.3 MNC brought to you by Miller's building supply and Hoosier hardwood Miller's building supply where service is priority since 1982 and online at millers and Hoosier hardwood floors. Michigan's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit who's your And as always, if you have any questions, go to mtwiceshow.com and go to the contact us page. And yeah, we've got Joel Graber from Graber customer modeling, Chris Kramer from C Kramer interiors. I am Casey Hendrickson. And, uh, All right. So, you know what? We're actually having an interesting discussion. We're coming in and kind of talking about what we were we're going to discuss today. A couple of ideas happened, and then we started talking about the industry in general, and then industry in general. But some interesting things are happening in what you guys do with what I do with what everybody else does. But it's kind of interesting to see how some of the specifics to you guys, yeah, they're a little unique, but they also can be applied elsewhere because Mm -hmm. everything is kind of changing. And I think a lot of the contractors, since we know a lot of contractors listen to us, are probably dealing with it also. So why not talk about... What's happening with the industry? And we're not just talking about the labor shortage. We'll get to that again today. Um, we're not just because there's a new article out on why your your renovation is going to cost more. We'll talk about that. there's a couple reasons. Uh, then you have you know I like, no, right? Chris, is like no, um, but you know, everybody's kind of dealing with this. There's a changing economy. I think the economy and the way that consumers interact with the economy has probably morphed and changed in the past ten years. ...than it has in the previous two centuries. Well, it's changed so much in the last 18 months. I (laughs) was was going to say century.
2: It's It's, it's continually morphing and changing, and
1: the whole business climate has changed. Mm -hmm. Well, you were were talking about some things, and one of the things that I struggle to explain to people is map pricing. In my side business, we have minimum advertised price, and so the manufacturer says... You cannot show anybody our product if you sell it for less than this price, even if there's a sale. So you guys, for those of you out there, when you hop onto a website and it says, add to cart to see the savings, that's because they're not allowed to tell you what it would cost on sale. You have to add it in the cart. If and, you're allowed to put up the price. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, I, even if you're allowed to put up the price, and that was that was something that Chris had kind of kind of mentioned earlier, is that some manufacturers don't even allow you to list a price, because I was looking at some research here a couple of weeks ago. That said, especially millennials will not do business with you unless they see you advertise the price because the perception is you're hiding something. But right. But you may not be allowed to, even if you don't have anything to hide, even if your prices are competitive, there are some manufacturers that actually forbid you from even listing a price. And that could maybe, obviously, lose you some business. Mm-hmm. It could, if you're a consumer or a customer, you could... Miss out on a great opportunity to get higher end stuff at the same price as the lower end stuff that you're you're going out there, which is saturating the market with, uh, with advertising. It's a whole host of things that people are trying to deal with right now, and we even talked about advertising too. Um, and you guys have have said what works for you uh, has has been radio. It's one of the reasons you do the show and you do the commercials and things like that. But. Um, the the metrics on advertising are showing that T V is becoming less and less influential with advertising as more right. people move away from live broadcasts and commercials and radio is still staying consistent, we've actually seen ad dollars and radio continue. So everything that people thought ten years ago was happening, it's completely different. Yeah, and like Joel said,
2: it's different from even 18 months ago, but yeah, because we were uh well actually I was just um at a seminar uh, over Sunday or Sunday, Monday Tuesday. Um Basically, it was a, uh, a networking um, weekend, and then they brought in a, a national advertiser who's mm-hmm. – I mean, he's worked on brands like Toyota, Lexus, um, several several major brands, and how to advertise. Basically, the, the whole content of the, the meeting was how to advertise to the millennials. Mm-hmm. And even though they may not be our customer base now, but in the future they will be, and how do we attract them, in which was a very insightful um, – uh, a seminar because everything is done via f- phone or tablet anymore. Yeah, everything. And, um, you know, back in the day when I started in this business, it was newspaper <laughs> and TV, maybe
1: some radio. I, I remember when I first got into radio because the internet was like a brand new yeah. sort of a thing, and you didn't really go to the internet for news. There, well, and <laughs> Yahoo was like the biggest search engine. Oh, okay. <clears throat> when I started, there was no internet. Well, yeah, you're...
2: Hello. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. You're centuries old. was no email. What's <laughs> a PC? I mean, you know, <laughs> right. hello. You mean politically correct? What? Yeah. What? And then, 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 you know, then we got, you know, self-smartphones and tablets, and it's like, none of that existed when I started. Right. So you relied on heavily newspaper. Yeah. And... Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, uh,
1: <laughs> that is the crinkly thing it you put the it at the crinkly. bottom of your hamster or birdcage. Right. Yeah, that yeah. used to be at your front door when you woke up in the morning. But anyway. And phone books. Remember phone book advertising? Oh, 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 oh my gosh. It was yeah. so expensive, but you were hot stuff if you got you had in the phone it, book.
2: Yeah. But yeah, quarter page or even half a page, <laughs> man. <laughs> but none of that works anymore. Right. None of that works anymore. It, it is all done with the smartphone or tablets and if you don't have an online presence you don't exist. And to your point earlier the the one of the touchy subjects as it was brought up at the seminar was internet pricing. If you want to attract the millennial you have it's a non-starter for them if you do not advertise your pricing. But and the reason they call it a touchy subject is we are not allowed by the manufacturers to place our pricing online. We cannot even Advertise we're having a 45% off sale. If they see that, they make us take it down. We can advertise that we're having a sale, but we can't advertise the discount. So that, you know, how, you know, eventually I think they're going to have to come around to allowing us to do some type of price, just to give people a range or an idea of where we stand price-wise. Right. But but it's a completely different um, mindset. And as I get older, it's a harder mindset for me to wrap (laughs) my brain around because... I'm not that tech-savvy, number one, <laughs> and I admit it. Um, I have a smartphone that my daughter shows me how to use.
1: Um, <laughs> me, too.
2: <laughs> have you tried this app? I said, th-
1: there's an app for that? Right. Yeah. There's an app yes, for anything. Yes, there is. That was, it, it was funny. As a few years ago, there was that, that, oh, there's an app for anything. There really wasn't, but now there is. I don't even need to go into a tailor anymore. You know, They have these apps now where you take pictures of yourself, and they will send you perfectly fitted suits. It's amazing, and oh my gosh. and they guarantee the fit. It's, so that's it's what the manufacturer needs to do. Thing.
0: You take a picture of yourself, and they can. Well, I can build you a sofa right to you. What you need? Oh can even man, show you
1: sitting in it. Yeah. Angry Chris sitting in his basement. <laughs> you just send him a picture of who you are, and he will design your whole angry. house. An- now, wait a minute. Where's Where this
2: angry Chris coming from? I don't
1: know. Chris is not goes angry. back to the he's elbow thing from a couple of weeks he's ago. Not, he's not angry right now. I'm yeah. not angry no, right, he's right been, now. No, he's, he's a, been very pleasant, actually, the past couple of weeks. We've been the jerks. He's a, he's he's a, jo- a jovial guy. Yeah, jovial. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I almost said something I shouldn't
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm just that looking on <laughs> a <at the> regular No,
1: Medication helps, okay? You guys familiar with the website Quora? I just
2: saw that for the. Oh okay.
1: I've been g I've been. just. I just unsubscribed to it. <laughs> yeah, because they will. They will blow you up. Oh, yeah, I was don't, like, don't what? do it. What? What? But, but for those of you who don't know, it's it's a it's a question and answer website. So you go there, you ask a question, and then people will answer it. You know, you, it's like the old Yahoo Answers, only more professional and less people trying to prank. Like real, you know. real answers. Real answers. Yeah. <sighs> I used to do whole segments on Yahoo Answers because it was hysterical what yeah. people would say, uh, and one of these questions are why don't companies list their prices on their website. And the, the number one answer on here was that, because I just want to give you the impression that people have as consumers, okay? Because Chris has already mentioned, and we've already, some manufacturers won't let you. You're not allowed to. Um, it locks businesses into a price, so you don't like that, okay? It, uh, different jobs do cost different amounts, which is a fair reason, okay? Mm-hmm. We get that. And then many professionals fee- feel dehumanized by listing the price. As, absolutely. That's the number one oh, man. The well, number That's one why answer. I never tell yeah. people how much it but costs. But there's nothing you on can't. there about you not actually being yeah. allowed to do it. And for those of you go, oh, what are they going to do to you if you don't list the price? You can't sell their products anymore. That's correct. They will take the line away from you. Right. They will absolutely take the line away from you. You will not be allowed to sell the product anymore. Um, and then, if you do sell the product beyond that, there's actual liability issues and yep. court cases yep. that get involved with that stuff. But
2: see, I can understand some of that because like in Joe's case, how can Joe well, put a see. price online? life? He, Absolutely he can't. He can't.
1: There's no way to do it. And of course, that's the first thing people want to know, right? Uh, yeah. they come in there, hey! You know, I want to put it in a deck, Joel. How much is that going to cost? Yeah, just give me a. And how how give many me a shows ballpark. have we done on decks, right? Give me, yeah,
0: give me give me a ballpark. <laughs> right, and I'm like, eh, exactly.
2: I can't do that
0: because as well, soon
2: as I say a number, that's what it is. Well, I like, get I get that too. Well, just give me a ballpark. Well, the minute I give you a ballpark, I'm probably going to go back and price it and be about thirty percent under right. my ballpark, right? right but that you I just said it, it yeah. was going to yeah. be around it, this. Yes, that exactly. Was before I found out, you don't have any subfloor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, is
0: human nature is that. As soon as – what you hear first, it's going to stick. Right. And so I don't like if – I, if I say something too high, that's the end of the conversation.
1: Is that this kind of like the old Scotty from Star Trek thing? Tell the captain it's going to be twice as long as it really is and yeah. you look like a hero. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> honest to God that – I mean, I shouldn't be giving – you know, honest to God, when,
2: when a customer says, how long will it take, it's, it, an upholstery is typically eight weeks. It's eight to ten I learned years ago, don't say... Because sometimes some manufacturers are... Yeah, six time. weeks. Yeah, she, yeah, things six. happen, mistakes happen, you got to redo stuff. Yep. Yeah, so you never...
1: You exactly the Scotty thing. See Scotty from Star Trek, man. He, he, Everything I needed to ahead know, of his time yeah. from Star Trek. Ahead of his time. There you go. We got uh, we got more coming up on the industry and some changes. And by the way, this really kind of applies to anybody who's in any industry, whether you own a business or not, because this is the direction that things are kind of going. And millennials will be the consumers of the future, and they do things very differently than all previous generations. So you're going to have to adapt. And maybe we'll even go into a little bit about radio, because radio has had. Some struggles with some people willing to adapt to that as well. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. Thank you for tuning in to Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential here on 95.3 MNC. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply and Hoosier Hardwood. Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michigan's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. And as always, if you have any questions, go to mtwiceshow.com and go to the Contact Us page. we got Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling, Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. Again, I'm Casey Hendrickson, and this is Measure Twice on 95.3 MNC. So we're talking about some industry stuff, not really how to build stuff, how to design stuff, a little bit more industry. And if you're in the industry, might be some valuable information on how you can hit your customers. If you are a customer, maybe some explanation on why you see things the way that you see them on websites and things of that (laughs) nature. Now, Chris was just mentioning that he went to a, a conference recently that was talking about how to target millennials, even though they're not really your customer base yet. They will be. And you've got to figure out how to deal with them, um, and also why you don't have some prices on, on websites. And a lot of people have a negative impression. We just uh, went to Cora, which is a website, and they didn't mention that a business may not be eligible to put pricing on their website, that the manufacturer might forbid them from doing that. And so people have this negative impression. There's some logical stuff, especially in an industry like, like Joel's, where he's doing contractor work, where I can't give you a price on the website. I've got to get out to the job right. site. We've got to figure out what's going on. Uh, but at the same time, there isn't an understanding that sometimes you're forbidden from actually putting prices on your on your website, and you're not allowed to do it. So as we inform people, maybe they'll become – this kind of goes back to how to be a better customer. Yeah. That, that podcast, which is a really popular podcast, kind of strange. It's one of our most popular guys. How well, to be a good customer? They, people you, are sending it. They love people. it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, They're sharing. It's good stuff yeah. online.
2: Please keep doing that. There you go. It's all yeah. That's right. They're all listening to the m is right there. But to the point you just made, you know, we're not allowed to show pricing, but we're also told that if we don't show pricing, it's a non-starter, and people correct will not come to your come to your business because they think you're hiding something. Right. And that's the downside of the whole thing because. You know, we in our industry we rely on foot traffic into the building, brick and mortar. You mm-hmm. know, to all all brick and mortar to, that they we all re- need that foot traffic. But because we're not allowed to show the pricing, and if it's considered a non-starter, people are not walking through your door. Right, they're already judging you, and um, basically based on your website. Yes, this is some place I want to check out. Nope, that's your foot traffic anyway. The vast
1: majority of people are going to hear about a company. Even Take if they, if they it, hear yeah. about that company specifically, they're going to go to their website first. They're not going to yep. go in first. Yep. And if they have not heard about your company specifically, if they're searching and they come across your website along with other websites, they're not going to go into the businesses that, that don't list prices. Correct. And there's still a staggering amount of businesses out there who don't have websites, FYI. Yeah. And that Seriously. is a big no-go. I've run into a lot of them just over the past couple of weeks yeah. searching for it. And it's some, somewhere is of up to 80%. The survey site will never do business with you if you don't have a website. I believe that because yes. I had the same instance. I was looking, trying to research another company,
2: and I couldn't find them. Couldn't even find their name. Yeah. It was I mean,
1: it was like it didn't exist, and I'm like, okay, I give up. I'm done. Or there'll be a phone number and a Google map of where they are, but there's no website. Like, well, uh, yeah, I don't want to call anybody anymore. Nobody does. Right. Nobody wants to call anybody anymore. We want to peruse the website and be left alone. Just... I never like to talk on the phone anyway, so it's well, perfect for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't like talking to my family on the phone. I'm not going to call a business. Uh,
2: it, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, the perception is you don't have a business if you don't have right. a website. Because right.
1: Right. I with se- you?
2: I want to see what else you have to offer, well, or or th- I want that call button. Yeah. I mean, I know you just said you didn't on the phone, but sure. if, I'll go to the website. If I'm going to a website for something I'm trying to find, it's because I need to get a hold of them. And I love that the call button. Yeah, I mean, gone are the days of the yellow pages or the right. It's like why print it because it's yep. all on your smartphone.
1: And well, then the live chat feature now right. is showing
2: up too? I just don't get why they would
0: why you know they would bring you in for a dealer thing and then the focus is millennials. But and they know that millennials want the pricing, but they don't let you have it. I don't get that. That seems but, antiquated.
2: Well, it it, it seems backwards. It's yeah. back, but at the same time, for the advertiser. This go- and this person is world-renowned. I mean, he's been all over the world, advertised companies all over the world, very successful. I, and I think it was good for him to be there so that the owners of the manufacturing company can hear him say, I know this is a sore subject, but you need to do this. right?" Because I think they're savvy enough to realize, okay, if we want our business to move forward in the future – we're going to have to rethink some things, and they'll right. probably come up with a uh, some sort of pricing structure that we can easily put online. Right, uh, even if it's a variable like from this to that. Right, because even that helps. Because with furniture in general, like a, especially upholstery, it's all priced by the grade of fabric that you sure. select. So if you put, you can put a base price. Um, of you know, it starts at grade X and goes up to grade Y and this is the price range. But it gets convoluted when someone comes in and says, Yeah, but your advertised your price online is twenty four ninety nine, but you're quoting me twenty eight, and then you got then you gotta have to go through while you pick that's in a grade A and this is a grade right. H. So mm-hmm. that's where it gets complicated because it's not just one item that can be priced at one price. It's, then it's like the ballpark. I- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're
1: dealing with, you know, putting up the pricing for every individual item that becomes a lot of work on the back end for your website. Yeah. Ugh. You have to have a CSV file. Yep. CSV mm-hmm. files have lots of errors in them because human beings are involved in the, <laughs> in the creating of these forms and and then you got to upload it and you got to hope that the pictures are right and everything works. It's it can be a real pain in the neck when you're dealing with tens of thousands of items. Right. I mean
2: I can see where both sides are coming from. I mean, I have nothing to hide price-wise, you know. If someone sure. calls on the We've had we have people call and Say I saw this on your online, can you give me a price? Not a problem. Happy to do that. But we're not trying to purposely mislead or hide or
1: um, play any type of pricing game. It's, it's right. all about what we can and cannot do. But the impression is there, and I actually heard a commercial a couple of weeks ago where they specifically advertised, we're not like other places, we'll tell you our prices, right up front, we're not hiding anything. Yeah, so then I've you've got those. businesses who are allowed to, to do their prices, who are specifically right. targeting businesses who are not, not allowed to do their to. prices. Yeah. And so then it becomes a competitive advantage as well, right. and it creates a, a, a false sense of trust, which leads the consumer to those people. So.
2: And I have seen websites, furniture websites, where they've, uh, they can, they've listed what they have in their inventory, Price wise, so th- they had sofa A at this price. Well, that was their stock piece, or maybe it was in their warehouse. Maybe they backed them up. I don't know, but they actually listed every item in their inventory online. That price. would be so, so much work, to work, work too,
1: because when things something goes out and you got oh boy, I can't,
2: I'm, uh, that's, it's I just can't imagine be a nightmare. That, yeah.
1: and here's okay. So I think most people know I have a side of business, and and when I first started saying, all right, I have to expand and really offer a lot more. Um, you would get these CSV files. For those of you who don't know, that is a file that you get from your distributor or whatever. That is all of the products, all of the descriptions, the photos, the pricing, everything, and you just upload it to your website. And it's supposed to magically fill everything in and create all of the, the stuff automatically, right? And so you get this thing it's got tens of thousands of things. Like, all right, cool. I'm going to offer tens of thousands of things. There's errors on every single one, <laughs> and it's there's no way for you to go through and and fix them all. And then it just it becomes such a problem. So even when there's an automated solution that seems like okay, I can do that, you still have a ton of work that right. goes in. It got to a point where I actually said, you know what? I'm not selling ten thousand items anymore. I'm getting rid of all of them because it was too much to manage a system that's supposed to be simplified and automatic. And I was paying for it. To have it done that way, and it was still not working. So, there's a lot that goes into this that people don't realize. Right. And Absolutely. and that's I mean that's just people who actually have tangible products. Joel, you've got to deal with on-site situations right. and material supplies and the changing market there, which is fluctuating all the time. We've talked about that. Um, every natural disaster changes the price of everything. Yep, in, in your industry, so <laughs> right. unfortunately, oh, no. we've that before. And tariffs. Well, there's tariffs too. That that potentially will affect us. It will. It depends. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on on what you're getting and and how that all works out. But yeah, I mean, everything is is in flux. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff. I got a couple of questions I want to ask Chris specifically about his industry and see if he's running some of the same things that I've run into in radio because there's been an issue with shifting technology and changing trends in radio and uh, television as well. And I'm wondering if your industries kind of have the same problem that we've seen in the past in ours and how you're adjusting. To that. We've got more coming up on Measure Twice here on News Talk 953, Michigan's news channel. And thank you for tuning in to Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential here on 95.3 MNC. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply and Hoosier Hardwood. Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michigan's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. And as always, if you have any questions, go to mtwiceshow.com and go to the Contact Us page. And once again, Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling, Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. I am Casey Hendrickson, and we're kind of talking about something a little bit different. Different, not, not projects, but more industry-wise, and information for those of you who operate within uh, the industries that this show caters to, and also those of you who are consumers and customers of that industry, because there might be some information that you, you didn't know that might be valuable to you. And I was kind of interested, guys, because one of the things that, that um, my industry in radio has gone through is a struggle to change with the technology, there were people like me who are younger in this industry who are telling people, hey, blogging, podcasting, social media, where it's going. And we had people in corporate radio going, no, no, those are liabilities. We'll never let you do it. I was actually forbidden from having social media accounts and a podcast by one of the largest radio companies in the world because they thought it was a liability. And so now, obviously, we've seen where that goes. Right. And everybody is doing it now. Um, do you guys have an issue in your industries, do you think, since we talked about how we now know that you have to have prices on your website. That's that's absolutely what people look for. But you still have some manufacturers that say no, you can't list our prices. Do you guys run into like? Uh, I'm trying to be gentle. Old wrinkly dinosaurs running your industry, <laughs> your industry, who are just not adapting to the changing marketplace, or do you feel like they're more they're more susceptible to change and adjusting the way that they do business?
2: It depends on the business.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I see. Okay.
2: In my industry, I see more um, from the fabric manufacturers um, than I do um, the furniture manufacturers. Like, for example, one of the things that was brought out is you have to be on Pinterest, you have to be on Instagram, and not um, tweet Twitter, and Facebook came in last. Yeah. Facebook is kind of a... Uh, I don't want to say it's a dying thing, but it's nest. the millennials are now going to they're using Instagram sure. So if you follow the manufacturers, they're doing a really good job of showing product and, and not in a uh, in, uh, just here's a fabric it's this price it's it's a room setting that's done up in, in these fabrics so they're they're I say they're cutting edge they're following the trend mm. right now to bring people and as you're looking at Instagram, which I do quite a bit because I follow several companies on Instagram. It's don't like, follow mine. Uh, no, I don't. And uh, <laughs> do you have one? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I don't follow trippy. him either.
2: <laughs> You're not. <laughs> well, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I don't do enough on Instagram, and I need to start. I need to shift away a little bit more from, um, Facebook, which don't do much with that either. For the business, I should, but it's just it's so time consuming. It is yeah. so time-consuming. And
1: you oh, you need a social media manager to kind handle this stuff, right? You do. And, you
2: absolutely do.
1: And so this is this is what's interesting, too, about social media is that every social network has a, an, an industry or a niche that they are going to work better with. So Pinterest, in the research in the past, is that if somebody is looking to actually buy, they go to Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And they're more likely to buy from Pinterest than anywhere else. If somebody is looking for inspiration, ideas, and, and things of that nature, and to build longevity for followers, Instagram. Then you have Facebook and Twitter. They cater to totally different niches. Like in the radio industry, Facebook is the best, but in breaking news, Twitter is the best. So it all depends, and you have to have a presence on all of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And at that point, it just becomes overwhelming because managing one presence is difficult enough, and you've got to manage five or six sometimes. Well, and I have to be honest. I mean, I'm a small business. but right. I, mean, I don't have the, I don't have the resources
2: to pay someone to manage my Right. All those accounts. Because they, I had someone come in and say they would do it for me for two weeks a month, which is what it would take, for $40 an hour. And I just mentioned a price on the radio. Sorry. Hope, that <laughs> <laughs> hope
1: that's allowed. Anyway, I can't afford to that's, pay somebody. That's about the going rate, too. Right. And they can schedule out posts for the entire month, so they'll be there for two weeks, and they can schedule out posts and things like that. But here's the other thing, too, in your industry, though you've got to have something to show. Right. Or visual. So either the manufacturers are going to have to get you marketing material that you can post on social media, or you have to stage stuff yourself, which Mm -hmm. is additional work Mm -hmm. in preparing for it. Mm -hmm. All right. So I was just reading a post yesterday from a 19-year-old Instagram model who built up hundreds of thousands of followers, started making her living doing Instagram. Well, she decided to go back to some of her old photos that were the most popular photos and explain to you what actually happened for that photo. And so she had this photo where she's on the beach, you know, she looks fantastic. She's 19. She's obviously, you know, luring a bunch of people in and able to sell advertising for tea and that sort of thing, right? And she goes, okay, so this photo here, I was screaming and yelling at my little sister because she was out there taking pictures of me for three hours. There was hundreds of shots before I finally got the shot that I actually wanted. But because I was paid $300, I did all of this for this shot. So all of the work that went into that one Instagram shot to make 300 bucks for somebody who's an influencer is what they call them on social media all of that work behind the scenes and you just think oh, I just went out and took a picture and she did this for several shots like this is what I had to do to get this shot so right. I can get paid for this that's the same thing if you're staging a photo and it has to go on Instagram has to go on social media it's a whole thing these photo shoots are not easy things to do there's no snapshot <laughs> that really works if you're going to do it right like the big brands do yeah you can do the snapshot thing it's just not going to be the same effect. I've I've tried using a digital camera but the lighting isn't right. right so i mean it gets
2: tough it gets it you know so just to take a few pictures from the showroom of a room setting it sounds great and easy but you take a picture of it and then you look at it going uh, I can't put this can't online, do. right? Right. I don't have the. It it just doesn't carry as well as it does in the store, and you you know. So
1: so then you have to hire a professional to come in and do the photos, right? Yes. Professional photographers aren't cheap. I know. I married one, and I <laughs> I, I, I actually had Google come in and do a, a
2: three sixty of the of okay. of the showroom. Yep. And um, that costs a lot of money to have done, and they send you the the um, a PDF uh, like a. What do you call it? Zip drive with the okay. with the that you could put on your website and whatever. I looked at it and I was like, I paid money for this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was horrifically done. I mean, it was so poorly done. He had to he propped open the doors, the front doors to do for his equipment, never closed them, and that's in the shot. Oh wow! I mean, it looked really, really amateurish. I was not a happy camper. So I I'm not going to share that with anybody because to me it looked. Like we were a junk store.
1: And three sixty photography is still a growing field, it's brand new. So people are still learning how to do it. The technology is still advancing. Right. So a lot of the the expensive three hundred sixty degree cameras that you can buy right now. Like the GoPro has one for like five hundred bucks or something like that, five or six hundred dollars. The quality isn't
2: But you know, and, and, and for like Joel being a contractor, I mean he can show shots of before, during and after sure. on you know, that would be an easy thing to show online, sort of. But it doesn't I mean, all you can do is show what you can do. You can't say, oh, this job costs $75,000 because you're going to scare everybody away. Right. Well, that and every job's different. Right. You know, so...
0: This exact same job here may be different at another location be just because of the... Why
1: does it cost different for me? I just saw you post on Instagram, it's the exact same porch. I had yeah, to I, do the exact same thing. What's going yeah, on? It's another yeah. bathroom. What's yeah. happening? How, how
2: can my bathroom be more expensive than that yeah.
1: bathroom? Because you had subterranean termites destroying all of the wood in your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the floorboards were all rotted, and, or yeah. the, you had mold growing behind the walls right.
2: in your shower, and we had to take care of all it's, that. Uh,
1: it's, so, it's, it's hard to lock this stuff down, but yeah, I mean it really it, just now, like in my industry, just now we're really seeing... It's one of the reasons yeah. I moved here. People are like, why did you come here? Here from Las Vegas, it's because of the company, because they embraced new technology. Right. Very few companies at the time were. Um, you have no choice anymore. It's it, and that's just it. And that's you know you see the writing on the wall. And guess what? A lot of those big companies that were dominating our field, they're dying. They're done. They're being broken up. They're being parted off. They're selling off radio stations. They're bleeding cash because they don't know what to do, and they're trying to catch up now. And they're just spending money trying to catch up and leap forward in technology that's not going to do anything. It's Technology is not going anywhere. Yeah, <clears throat> if you if if you don't have a strategy for this stuff, you could be in big trouble. Yeah, big trouble. But at the same time, if you're a consumer, you also have to understand that it's not necessarily your your friendly neighborhood contractor, your friendly neighborhood designer that is dictating what some of the policies are of what you see. Yeah, you know, I would, I
2: would love to know what our listeners or anyone about eBlast because. I mean my phone blows up with emails constantly most of like all. newsletters and stuff newsletters yep. sale yeah. sale promotions things of that nature I delete I don't even look at them yep because I'm so inundated with emails every day that first of all I don't want I don't have the time to look I'm at that,
1: it. I'm that guy. I delete them because I get yeah. I get over a thousand a day. Emails. But that's
2: but that's another big category they want you to right. e blast and send out everything via
1: email. Have, have a quarterly newsletter, so, or whatever. And, and, and that's and that's just it. Like the newsletter thing is huge right now. I have a very high open rate, and I'm about twenty three percent, and I'm considered high. But who but, who, but, but who wrote mean, that. But who wrote the? Who did you have to write that? I did it. Yeah, so, I did it. I had to collect everything. Um, I wrote the uh, the newsletter. And and I sent it out. But I also have the unique presence of being who I am. I'm not trying to brag here. I just, but I'm on the radio. People know who I am. There's this connection that happens with the audience and people on the radio. You guys see that when people come up to you. why well, I listen to you all the time. There's an additional relationship there that doesn't exist for most businesses. And so whereas I send something out, I am more likely to have somebody click and open it just because of who I am. As opposed to the average business out there, which is why my my great click-through rate is 23%. That's my yeah. open rate. My click-through rate is like 11. So, so they'll open the newsletter, but only 11% of the people who open the newsletter, which is only 23%, will actually click through to what I posted. So the 23% that open it, mm-hmm. you have no way of gauging whether they've actually read it. I, I can see if they clicked something that I posted in there. Yeah. Okay. So they opened it, but I don't know how much time they spent right. inside. It's at, right. It's not like a website metric where you can see how long they were on your website and, okay, they opened the article, so my headline grabbed them, but they were only there for 11 seconds, so the, clearly they didn't like the content. So really. Yeah. You don't have that on a newsletter.
2: Yeah. So really, the 23%
1: is probably not a bad click through rate, right. but it's a lot of time that. It's, it yeah, it's, into... 23% is considered very high open rate for yeah. a newsletter. I was going to say And then yeah, 11% is still considered good. really good for a
0: click-through rate. Right. Because all of us, every, most people are like us. They're just going to, eh. Right. <laughs>
1: it's the old door, uh, you know, the door flyer thing. Yeah. You got to put up 1,000 flyers for one person to even take a look at your stuff and call you. And it's it's that. It's the same business model. You're just basically taking spaghetti, and you're throwing it at a wall and hoping one of those noodle sticks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the good news is that it costs you a lot less now than it did right. with the old door flyers. The problem is that it's still a lot of work, yeah. And and then you could potentially be dealing with angry people if they want to get off of the list and they don't get off of the list and that that, that whole yeah, thing. So. And
2: I think that's one of the things they're talking about is
1: you know the inter the internet is is more cost effective than radio. Yeah, you can TV. you can you can do a lot more with the internet versus other things, but. There's also a saturation on the Internet, so a lot of people don't notice the stuff that you're doing. So you have to get creative. Uh-huh. You've, got, you've almost got to punch people in the face, but that also annoys people. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's a changing market for yeah. sure. And it, and it's not going to change now No, back. it's, it's going to get way more. Once they started, you know, putting electronics in our eyeballs, which they're a couple of years away from, right now they're doing it with a contact lens. That's the Google Glass was the jumping point for right. the contact lens. So you'll have a contact lens within a couple of years that'll have a heads-up display in there. Heads-up. Like, watch that door. Like, yeah. HUD. Yeah, we like have <laughs> a HUD display. Yeah. So you're you're going to have all of your, uh, you know, hey, I want to go to the coffee store. It'll have your map. You'll actually follow your air On your eyeball? In your, in your eyeball, it'll be in a contact lens. Oh, yeah. I man, I'd be walking around. And that's where the your pop up ads will be. They'll be right here. That's you like see, big, oh, kind of scary. You've seen the old movies where you're walking around and there's like an ad display thing, and based on who you are, an ad shows up, but only you see that virtual ad? Yes. That'll be in your eyeball. Oh, I don't want that. That's that's where it's that's Sorry. where it's going. Oh no they have I know you don't want it. I have you happening. don't want it. You didn't want a smartphone well, either a brave, Look, it's you got it's one. A brave new, it's <laughs> a brave new world, Chris. Yep. Everybody's gonna be on a Soma holiday soon. <laughs> you know it's gonna be in your glasses. You're yep. Be. It will be. What's it? Thing? Absolutely. What is that will thing be? We're way late, so we're going to take a quick time out and we'll wrap things up. We're still, we've only covered a fraction of this. Everybody is now nervous. What's funny is Chris was saying we couldn't talk about this. He was, and, and before we realized we had talked about it for thirty minutes, I'm like, "See, I told you there was a there was a show here." And uh, but this is, I mean, this is something that affects everybody in the business world. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we got more coming up with Measure Twice here on ninety five three MNC. And thank you for tuning in to Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential here on 95.3 MNC. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply and Hoosier Hardwood. Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michigan's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. And as always, if you have any questions, go to mtwiceshow.com and go to the contact us page. Then we got Joel Graver from Graver Custom Remodeling, Chris Kramer from C Kramer Interiors. I'm Casey Hendrickson. We're uh, talking about all the things. To give Give us eye twitches in business. And no, we haven't in, hit all of them we, yet. <laughs> oh, my God. We don't even have enough time for this. There's a reason entire websites and businesses are dedicated to this. Um, but some, one of the things that, that Chris has mentioned is, again, he went to this conference here recently and they were talking about how you need to target millennials, even though they're not your customer base yet. But millennials are going to drive the market and they do things completely different than all previous generations do. Uh, they've grown up with technology that was not available for any of the other generations mm-hmm. and so they, they operate in a different way. It's just, just that... That fact. It's undeniable. And a lot of businesses and a lot of industries have failed to adapt to all of that. So one of the things you were telling us, though, Chris, is that the millennials don't care about the product. They care more about the story of the company. Yes. And that's what you really have to focus on is telling a story.
2: They want a story.
1: They're
2: not not as product-driven or sales-driven as they are. Are you a socially conscious company? Are you giving back? Um, uh, They want, like on our website... One of the things they pointed out on our website was that we have a video from Stickley about a chair that they created for the Cathedral of Syracuse. And it's a a great story. Um, It wasn't Stickley, Stickley, Stickley. It was about this beautiful chair that they created for the bishop uh, at the cathedral. Anyway, he brought up the fact that that's what they want to see. They want to see the story behind the company, that you're not all about the profits. That what you are doing with your company is you are giving back to the community, but on the other hand, they're also driving in our industry. They are driving fashion. They are driving um, one of the things that that we were pointed out at when we were at market is the sofa seat uh, heights are are lowering because I've noticed that. Yeah, that's the millennials are. Shorter? Forcing that change. They're shorter. They're, they're shorter. shorter. They find that more comfortable. <laughs> so that's a, that's that's how the the industry is kind of shifting to attract them because this is what they're asking for. So this their mom and dad will on. buy a couch like that for them. <laughs> Jeez, Joel.
1: Oh, Joel. <laughs> Joel has just given you a prime example of how not to attract. Yeah, that is
0: right.
1: <laughs> 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 Keep fighting oh, the good fight there, Joel. what did you listener. used to do, Joel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know where this this kind of comes in and I think we mentioned it before is we had was it Mark from Cherry Pickers on yeah. recently? Yeah. And you can go listen to that podcast at mtwisho or uh, yeah, And because cherry pickers is that the whole company. I think I even mentioned it when we were interviewing him. Was that whole company had that backstory, right? And they reclaim material and everything else. So they're environmentally I, conscious. It is a perfect sort of sort of an example of we have this amazing story. We didn't have anything when we started the business. We had you know a whole store and there was like two things in the aisles, right? Remember that mm-hmm. and. We were offering to do free things. That's a whole backstory, right? That Cherry Pickers up in uh, Shipshawana has, and you know, great company that you guys work with. And Mark's a really, really cool dude. And it was just, I, I said, I, I, you've got that story that people are looking for right, right. now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a perfect example. You know, of that. It, what's what's interesting about that is,
0: I come from a background where you don't really talk about what. Like the altruistic things that you do. Right. You know, you're, it, you're it's supposed, you're supposed to, to be, be humble and right. you just give back you because that's who sake you are. you doing it not for credit. And then right. when right. you start showing everybody the things that you do for the community, well, it. And you know, I just the way I was brought up, it feels like it cheapens it. You know, like right. so, am I supposed to go out there and advertise all these things that we do as a company for no. the community? What's the or, middle
1: ground there, Chris. What did they I, say?
0: You know, like that's where that's that's I where i that getting... came
1: up. Yeah. It
2: it no, no. They they the examples that they were showing were like a cherry picker. Like they could have you, Mark could do a video of oh you know, we took this barn down and look what we made out of it. Okay. That's that's
1: the that's the story. You don't that's you don't have to say we went and built nope. chairs for you know this homeless nope. shelter. No, nope. I'm just using that as an example. But you, right.
2: they did bring in some examples of community service from manufacturers, Some of the right. companies that, but they were in extreme situations. Like the there was a dealer in Houston during Hurricane Harvey right. that opened up his showroom and okay and served eight thousand meals and let people sleep on his furniture and 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 just to bring people into to safety. So, there was a whole video of that that went on Facebook that hit 2 million, you know, had 2 million views, and anyway, so he had a real humanitarian story that was really relevant, but again, you don't have to go that far. They just want to know that, like, you know, okay... This is this is how that product was made. This is what we did with it. This is where it came from. This is what you can do with it. Um it it it's safe, it's environmentally conscious. We're we're we we're, we're concerned about the environment, we're concerned about this aspect of society, and this is like the vegan paint that we talked about. Yeah. the vegan paint that you could
1: eat. <laughs> Still um, one of our most listened to podcasts, FYI. <laughs> People love vegan paint. Well, let's figured. take a glass of that before I go to bed. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's vegan paint you can drink, drink it you could be i was just looking at the the metrics uh, last week it is one of the most listened to podcasts people That's are funny. very interested in vegan paint
2: vegan <laughs> paint i have not seen that at benjamin Moore, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so i mean obviously this is just a a very big topic and yeah. but it kind of i think we got to vent some of the frustrations that we've had as business owners it's, and and it's maybe consumers got some information. it's just
0: it's just to be able to share that hey you know <laughs>
1: It's not easy. It's no, it's not. We're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Even the consumers are trying to figure it out from a consumer angle. And you said, you know, even just not, well, we don't see the prices, so you're hiding something. No, they're probably not. You have to deal with manufacturers. And if the manufacturer is controlling stuff, you know, that's not necessarily your, your local dealer's fault, you know. But like Chris said, if you want a price, call. Call and they're they're happy to help you as best or, they can over the phone. Sometimes, as in Joel's situation, it's going to require them coming out and taking a look at things and giving you maybe a ballpark estimate that's going to be a, quite a bit loose because you don't know <laughs> until you start digging things up. And I know that he hates ballpark estimates because the first number that you hear, well, you said it was going to be this, and yeah, so you've got to be patient with that
2: stuff yeah, as well. I don't know a single contractor that that. Well, would tell you that uh, th- th- they'll give you an estimate, but they're going to say, "But this is just an estimate because right. we never know what we're going to get into right.
1: until we start tearing. Once you things start tearing out. things out, you run into all of those problems." All right, folks. Hey, thank you so much for listening again. For Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling, Chris Kramer from Seat Kramer Interiors. I'm Casey Hendricks and this podcast, and others are going to be available at mtwiceshow.com. Of course, you can send us any questions or comments that you have. Um, if you have found a unique way to deal with these changes in the markets. Let us know. We'd be happy to pass them on. Go to mtwiceshow.com, the contact us page, to send us those emails. And you all have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next week. A wonderful weekend. We'll see you next Thank you so much for listening to Measure Twice on 953 MNC. If you have any questions for us, go to our website, mtwiceshow.com, and click on the contact us button. And make sure you tune in next week to Measure Twice on News Talk 953, Michigan's news channel.